Treasure Seekers, Explorers, and Renegades out there. Welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. We may at different points in our lives uh, wonder what our purpose here on this planet and in this life is, and look at what we're doing, if it's really what we're meant to do, and so forth. But there comes a time when we really hit the wall and look at ourselves and say is this really it and that's when we start looking around and really start asking the big questions what is my true purpose in life what is it that i am truly passionate about and that truly fulfills me we can certainly make this process of uh, finding our true purpose uh, easier or harder it's a challenging process as it is but uh, we can certainly make ways to uh, find it more enjoyable and uh, enjoy the every little piece that we discover about our true purpose so today we're talking about the process that leads up to uh, that point when we start lurking and searching and uh, also how we progress beyond that with grace so hold on to your hats because here we go so i have two quotes today actually and the first one is from uh, the philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. And the second one is from Roy T. Bennett. I've quoted him a number of times before. I think I am going to have to read his book, The uh, Light in the Hearts, because I've quoted him now probably five or six, seven, ten times. Uh, but anyway, be brave enough to live the life of your dreams according to your vision and purpose instead of the expectation and opinion of others. So I'm going to repeat that. Be brave enough to live the life of your dreams according to your vision and purpose instead of the expectation and opinion of others. So now purpose is a central, uh, shall we say, character in my life. Uh, my coaching uh, or the massive transformative purpose that I've stated for myself um, is to help empower humanity to prioritize purpose. So very much in my coaching practice, I focus very much on helping people find their purpose and, and to become purpose-driven as it were. Uh, so, you know, while I look at my clients and people out there and my, my own life in general as well, until, you know, I kind of, came to understand that I also had a purpose is that we, we are blind to the opportunities in life. We are blind to the opportunities that are meant for us because we, we tend to kind of get these blinders on. If you've seen racehorses, they have these blinders on uh, and we just kind of see what's in front of us. And so we're in, we're in this fog of conditioning and because of that, there is, uh, we can't see further than the hand in front of us. And that prevents us from seeing the beauty and the nature uh, around us because we, we kind of got this fog around us, right? Also, when we look at someone who is in that fog and it's, you, you get stuck in a rut, you get stuck in that spiral of despair, right? Where it's, 
you kind of go into work every day and it's the same trudgery every single day and you can't wait for the weekend and you know uh, we I, i'm sure we all recognize that at some level if even if it's not part of your life now uh, you know it's been part of your life at some point um and i i find a lot of people even that are pursuing their passions you know i i've worked with uh, uh, one person that uh, you know was doing the job that was their dream job but the part of what the job or the job that uh, they were doing that didn't resonate with them any longer so they found a, uh, she found a way to kind of take the skills from that job and see how she could help other people with uh, in that uh, with that profession right so it's even if we you know even if you're you're a musician and that is your purpose in life if you're you know successful musician doing uh, perhaps you're a pop singer or uh, you know a famous uh, philharmonic uh, uh, in the famous philharmonic uh, orchestra perhaps your purpose is to help others learn to play so perhaps your purpose is to be a teacher of music so when you're pursuing this part of the your what you think is your purpose you realize that that aspect of it is not your purpose and that i think can actually be more confusing to people than for someone who has no clue like i did you know i basically floundered through life and i did a lot of different things granted it's been very exciting it's it's uh, given a lot of uh, color to my life but at the same time you know if you if you pursued your purpose or your passion from the time you were little and you end up halfway through you know in your 40s and you're like you know what it's not fulfilling me have i have i gone the ra- down the wrong way and oftentimes that's not the case but you can get, get very confusing because you start questioning yourself right so now instead of saying oh i need to change my career altogether is look at okay what what have i done that is actually right so there is that aspect to it too um and you know the reason we're not moving ahead oftentimes is that we have this loss aversion so we we know where we're at but we don't know where we're going and it's that fear of stepping into the unknown fear of stepping into to our purpose if we if we if we're not pursuing it and oftentimes you know when we are in that state we actually don't know what our purpose is to so to go ahead and discover and start to explore a purpose becomes almost like a mountain right because it's like oh if i do this i'm going to have to change everything about my life right I was just going to say that a lot of times it is the finding your purpose, but then also being able to be strong enough to be able to continue on with that. So I'm in California and in the land of, you know, kind of the la la land with the Hollywood and things like that. So there's a lot of the, you know, growing up with the models, the actors, the, you know, different kinds of people who um, like I was just talking about some of the famous people I went to school with and things like that, but it's still, a lot of those people like a Brad Pitt or um, the guy that came from American Pie, most of those people are kind of plucked from obscurity. So they're like the, the one 
swan out of their village that is blindingly talented or attractive or whatever else that they literally find that they can't stay where they are. They have to go elsewhere to go find other swans. So for example, I had a really good friend in high school. She was six foot tall, weighed 105 pounds and was pale as a ghost. And they used to call her Casper the ghost all the time. And she got bullied a lot. And then I, I caught up with her um, later on and found out that she ended up going to New York city and became a runway model. And she was making six figures as an 18 year old girl. But the problem was the fact that inside she still felt like that ugly girl. She still felt like this girl that everybody had bullied the entire time. So it was really, really hard to now be celebrated for the things that she had been derided for her entire life. So I think that part of the process is not only that you have to find your purpose, but then once you find that, you also don't want to then stick yourself into that you know, that shallow pond of crabs who pretty much are going to pull you into a lot of addiction or compulsive behaviors, other things that come from a sense of self-loathing and hatred because of the fact that a lot of them have been told their whole entire lives that you're a weirdo, you're, you're different than anybody else. But then you go find a place of where you find that you're with your tribe and you're with all the other different people, but all the different people have so many issues because of the fact that they've been different their whole entire life. They're not doing the work and they're not able to, to trans mute that. So for a lot of people, you know, Norma Jean Baker, aka Marilyn Monroe is a perfect example of that having been abused most of her life, but then loved and celebrated by the world. Ultimately, her seeking for love was mostly the most important thing that she wanted was love and acceptance of people. And if it had to be her, her looks and her fame to be able to get that at that time, it was a, a worthy trade. So I think it's, it's finding your purpose. There are a lot of people that are afraid that they bust out of that mold or the cookie cutter. You know, I mean, if you're around 11 eggs in the, in the, in the egg container, but then you've got one that's having a fiesta and is dancing there and like, woo, I'm ha having a party here in the egg crate. And all the other 11 eggs are like, shut up. You're making us look bad. We're just sitting here chilling, being eggs. And you're trying to be all extra. And it's like, yeah, I'm extra double grading, you know, fantastic. But then it's like the other 11 are on board. So it's like, to me, I just decide, screw it. I'll just have my own party within my own mind. And then I can run around and pretty much. And then if people want to participate in this party, cool. And if they don't, that's fine too. So that's the kind of awareness that I've had to come to in the sense of where finding your purpose also means that you have to break yourself off from the pack. But then once you've broken yourself off from the pack, what are you going to do with that? And how are you going to then do that? So I think there needs to be the next step of like, okay, so you found your purpose with all of these other people. How can you guys now create a great community together where you can support each other? Yeah, and it's being in that space where when you, before you step into your purpose as a word, it's, it's, it's the bravery or the courage to step out of the fog where you've been before and and just knowing that or having that draw to actually uh, pursue that uh, the the aspect of yourself that is your purpose right and it's uh, yeah kind of stepping out from the tribe and saying you know what it's okay whatever happens to me is okay uh, but that's stepping into the unknown and it's the fear of the unknown is the fear of stepping into your greatness. Um, and I think for a lot of people, 
the the fear of stepping into your greatness doesn't even come into play because we assume that we want to be great. But actually, when we sit down and we tap into it and we really feel into it, it's actually kind of a scary place to go. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, in terms of the purpose, I found that, um, as you mentioned, that there's various opportunities come before you and sometimes you're blind to see them. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, what, what's really important is the clarity to, to see them and, and know which way to go. Because sometimes I have like three, four opportunities in front of me. And it's like, what do I do? And my mind is telling me one thing. My heart is telling me one thing. And the people around me are telling me another thing. Yeah. So it just, it just confuses. It's a, it's a, it's a big <laughs> mix of confusion. So um, I think it's, 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 very, it's very important to have the clarity um, to know. And that's what I'm still working on. Um, mm. And because right now I'm in a, in a situation where you have to, you can go this way, you can go that way. And, it, and, and each decision, I think, um, it, it does play a factor. It is a big thing because one decision can take you totally one way and one could take the other way. So um, to have that clarity is so important. And um, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. So, yeah, sorry, it's short. And I <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Amar. appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to come to you in a second here, at least. Uh, I think... A good saying, uh, a good quote there is from uh, Michael Beck- Beckwith, uh, where he says that, you know, the world is suffering from intention deficit disorder. You know, when we're floundering in this fog, we, we have no intention, right? We're just taking, we're just, you know, doing our work. We, you know, because we, when we were kids, we were told, well, all you got to do is go out, find a good job, get married and have kids. That's, that's your life purpose, right? And that's what the life purpose you were told. So our intention beyond that doesn't exist. So the, the only thing we know is, all right, all I need is a good job. Now, what the heck is a good job, right? Can you actually define that? I, I haven't actually been able to define what a good job is. Is it one that you make money at? Is it one that doesn't make you utterly miserable is the one that actually makes you happy um but i think the the underlying sentiment has always been well a good job is where you make money so you can support your family at least for me as a man you know that's uh, and this is where we also have to get away from the uh, gender stereotypes that you know uh, as parents we we have to empower our children in all of these different aspects, you know? And so it does really fall down or come down to parenting as to how you support your children in terms of pursuing their own purpose, or to, first of all, discovering what is that purpose, you know? Because, you know, when I was uh, little and, you know, <laughs> you get the uh, the question from uh, from. Uh, your grandma or your great aunt or your aunts or whatever. Um, so what are you going to be when you grow up, right? Uh, I doubt there's been anybody who hasn't heard that question. Um, and, you know, you're going to be a fireman or police or, you know, whatever it is. And I think I was probably uh, quite young, but around 10 years old, I was going to be an art director at uh, an advertising firm or I was going <laughs> to the very interesting... <laughs> ideas but 
you know, people were kind of looking at me like I was some sort of a weirdo for saying these strange things. Um, so I was, I kind of then just fell into the fold of, I'm just going to go into business. Had no idea what I was going to do in business. So my, my mantra became, oh, I'm going to become rich. I, I don't care how it happens. I'm just going to become rich. That was, so it, then it took me another, uh, you know, 30 odd years to, uh, flounder in the in the fog and, and go, okay, well, this is not working, right? So we'll talk a little bit later about how you transition from the fog into uh, the, the brightness, as it were. But... Oh, so that was such a perfect lead-in, Christopher, because I feel like we've all taken a piece of it and kind of gone backwards and seen like where it is that it truly starts. Um, for me, I would say the reason of why I haven't approached my purpose until now uh, is probably two reasons. One being fear, because fear is always the most important of what drives us and what pushes us and what makes us do something. A little bit of fear is good. Fear that immobilizes us is obviously bad. Um, I think that there's a certain amount of fear and a certain amount of uh, predisposed definitions and belief systems, just like you were talking about, in the idea that even as a very little kid, you believe that there's a reason that is attached to what a fireman is or what um, an accountant does, or maybe the things about your parents that you see that you're like, oh, okay, that is something that would take care of me when I'm older. So that's something I should do. Mm -hmm. And you don't maybe see the whole back end of everything in realizing that your belief systems are here and your purpose is all the way over here. So if you can't get in between, then you'll never get to your actual purpose because we're so fearful of being different, just like Barbie said, being bold. Because when you do have a purpose and when you do truly resonate with it, you have to be bold. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be heard because it's no longer about you. It's about everyone else that you're meant to help and you're meant to be here for. And something that I really resonated with that you were talking about was um, how to create a life that has the definition of like a good life. And I started thinking about the definition of wealth and what that means for everybody and realizing that the definition is different for everybody that, you know, the perception of someone having a lot of money versus less money of being good or bad. Um, I think for a long time, I was fearful that money gave the ability to do things, but it also took more than it gave in my life, in my experience. So I think I was fearful to join in and to say, hey, like I have a purpose. This is important. It's different than what everybody else is doing. And I have no idea what I'm doing. But um, once I approached the fear and realized that it was never going to go away and that I had to kind of like strap it on my back and keep going, um, that is really when the fog started to part because I think there's a very big thing you said earlier between the definition of purpose versus passion. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the passion and they never actually get to the purpose. Because to me and my definition, they're a little bit different. Um, and my purpose is something that has been bigger than me, that has been 
um, I would say a hot button topic. So I think that's another reason why people don't stand up because you know, right? Like you, you have that feeling inside of you, whether something feels right or wrong. The universe is telling you over and over and over since you were a little kid, everything that should be directed to you, but it's whether or not we can hear it. It's whether or not we can see it. It's whether or not we can know it. And really, like um, Amar was talking about, it's about clarity and truly getting to the point of, okay, where do we go from here? How do I clarify what I want? But if we're not open, if our body is not open, if our mind is not open, if our beliefs are not open, then we're not going anywhere and we're just sitting on the roller coaster. Um, and I would say that that is what uh, has brought to me. Yeah, thank you, Elise. And uh, absolutely. If when, when you are in that state, you see no purpose and therefore you don't believe there isn't a purpose because that what you see in front of you, that's our conditioning. You know, what you see in front of you is your reality. And that is the only reality that does exist. So listening to that inner voice, the, the intuition and that passion that you're talking about, at least, uh, doesn't, doesn't factor in because we're, it doesn't exist outside of us. Therefore, it's not real, right? So Javin Nain, Naveen Jain, sorry, I was mixing up this uh, initials here. <laughs> Naveen Jain uh, is famous for saying that, you know, uh, passion won't help you. It's obsession that is going to get you forward. Now, I respect him greatly, and I think he's a fantastic human being, but uh, I would disagree with him there, and I would say probably that it's, it's not obsession that is going to get us forward. It's purpose. Obsession, uh, uh, to me, implies attachment. Um, and as you were saying there, at least, that the, it's the attachment to the perception of what is good and bad that kind of moves us astray from being aligned with our purpose. So if, my, if, if I grow up and you know, I have society around me telling me that the definition of a good job is to make enough money or make a lot of money, then I'm never going to pursue my purpose because I'm always going to pursue the dollar. Right? I'm going to pursue what is going to make the most money for me. So I'm not going to look at a job. Again, it's that those blinders, right? I'm going to pursue the job that is going to pay the best, not where I'm going to feel passionate about what I'm doing. And uh, because passion is part of purpose in my world. Uh, thank you, Chris. So uh, for me, uh, after clearing my you know, elementary education, I wanted to be an author. My parents uh, here in India, they told me, oh my God, you want to be an author? How will you earn your living? And somewhere safety was a big concern and they wanted me to go and have some government job. So I was not having resources. I listened to them and I, and I uh, confided uh, into their reasoning. I landed up into a job. And six, seven years later, or I say eight and years later, I realized that author inside me is now, you know, uh, it's craving, it's trying to come out and show up. And uh, just to see that, I started exploring more and more, you know, like, what is this? I started reading about purpose, about passion, all those theories. And 
I have been through. Uh, I have been to so many Instagram profiles, so many uh, motivational speakers, so many uh, social media uh, people. All these shiny things, and it literally lured me into this. Okay, Rohit, just quit your job, and you have your passion in front of me, and jump into it. <laughs> so I tried that, and I fell onto my face. You know, like I landed up so badly. and then you know uh, i realize oh my god reality is something different theoretically i know where i am meant to be but then there are so many beliefs there are so many uh, invisible you know uh, programmings conditioning and for me the most difficult which was this societal uh, recognition you know the people around me in my in my atmosphere when i discuss you know about this desire inside me and they say oh my god are you a fool you know you are into this safe world and you want to go into this something there is no money and all that what how will you survive and all that so this tussle this fight within and without you know it was going on and somewhere courage was required to stand up with my own voice which is missing for me personally but then i realized you know like i was reading about michael jordan he is a famous basketballer now this guy uh, after winning two straight nba titles uh, you know he was to the fame he was the richest uh, like having so much of everything into his kitty but then this guy thought he is not connecting there and he took a brave and courageous step to step into baseball <laughs> the whole world the media everyone was behind him what he has gone mad what the hell is he doing what 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 and literally you know it has taken lots of courage for him so presently you know when i am here into my job and i know what my passion and what my purpose is somewhere i am not going very particular with the definition of passion and purpose but i do have an awareness you know where i belong and where i am heading to when i accept my reality i acknowledge it and i befriend my present moment somewhere i feel empowered you know to walk towards my purpose and i realize you know uh, the expectation that my purpose is to serve someone in this particular manner it can be achieved just after quitting my job at and dedicating myself 24/7 i realized no i can make a difference even now out of 24 hours i live my purpose for one hour and that one hour is you know it's uh, tuning and uh, exercising my new, uh, neural pathways you know it's giving me that fire and i'm creating my vibrations and things are working for me in uh, in that synchronicity mode or something so the obstacles i know and the current understanding what i'm having around my purpose is acceptance and trust and at the same time befriending with my present moment my reality mm. and making a bet what i can do in this very moment is making a difference for me Thank you, Rohit. That's an awesome story there, and uh, it, it does, uh, as uh, at least we're saying, we, we're building up to it actually segues beautifully into the next uh, segment here. And we're talking, you know, uh, why do we, 
why do we go looking for a purpose? What is the trigger? What's the spark that kind of sets it off, right? And uh, definitely, Rohit, you're not the first one to take the plunge in a drastic and uh, dramatic way. Uh, you know, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to pursue my purpose, right? Um, and falling flat on your face. It happens, right? And then to the, you know, everybody around you can say, oh, well, told you so. You should stay with your good job and you should just have stayed there and, uh, you, know, you know, been able to be safe and secure. But there's still this part of you that is nagging at you, right? So uh, I find that oftentimes we, the longer we ignore it, the longer we ignore that aspect of ourselves that is yearning to come out, the longer or the, the more dramatic that transition is going to be or the more dramatic or drastic our actions are going to be. So it's, it's really allowing ourselves to take away those uh, blind, the blinders and clear the fog around us in our present situation. And as you say, Rahit, to accept where we're at in the current moment, but to start looking at, start questioning things and start looking at what small steps can I take towards my, my purpose and starting to understand what the uh, elements around me that support that. So, you know, oftentimes it, uh, we are kind of moved into our or to uh, the path of finding our purpose so we're not quite at knowing what our purpose is, but we're pushed into that path, you know, because of a crisis, we've hit rock bottom, you know, we, we have a shift in perspective, right? And suddenly we have a blank canvas in front of us and we have no choice but to paint a new future, right? So when we hit rock bottom, there oftentimes we don't, we can't see what the future is, so that's the point where we can actually, uh, you know, when, when we can actually start to make our future what we want it to be. But now, oftentimes, we, when we get to that stage, we've been in the fog for so long. And Rohit, you know, you, you're fortunate in the respect that you, you actually knew what this yearning was, that you wanted to become an author, right? Um, Take someone like me, I had no idea for the first 44 years of my life. No idea whatsoever. Uh, you know, I am the quintessential jack of all trade, master of none. I have done everything there is to do. You know, so I've tried my hand at everything and been really good at a bunch of things, but they never fulfilled me, right? So it's moving into, so when, when that crisis happens, then suddenly the, all the opportunities are open to you, but the, what the heck do I do with this opportunity? And then, you know, it's a fast learning curve to try and uh, learn to listen to your inner voices and the, the passion that exists within you to see, to get the clues to, you know, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What is it that is my ikigai? Uh, an ikigai for those that unfamiliar is the Japanese concept of, you know, what am I good at? What can I make money at? What is it that other people need? And what, what is it that I'm passionate about? What is it that drives me? 
right? That is the, the uh, pinnacle of each of those aspects that will then be part of your purpose. Well, I think what you're talking about, though, is the fact that I know that you and I are both in Ken Honda's Arigato private group. And one of the things he talks about is the fact that um, for those of you guys who don't know who he is, he's considered the Zen millionaire. And one of the things he talks about is become someone who is a recipient of being a patron. And it used to be that back in the day, we used to have people who were painters and authors and poets and things like that. And you would find a patron out there who had wealth, who would basically subsidize and support your lifestyle. So you could go out there and be a poet and focus on your art and your craft. And I think we've lost a lot of that. But I look at yeah. someone like a Rumi, or I look at a lot of these other people, even someone like Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, he is one of my, you know, I love a Renaissance man. And to me, Leonardo da Vinci, that's to me, one of the most amazing things that you know, if we look back on him, though, he was a grave robber. And we would think about that as an abomination that he would dig up consecrated people, you know, that had been buried, but he wanted to become a physician. He wanted to know about anatomy. It was illegal, according to the church, to know anything about the, the organs. You couldn't know about them. So to be able to learn about medicine, people had to break the law to do that. And I remember being in Rome, Italy, there's this whole like plaza where they have all the sepulchers and the mausoleum marble of a lot of famous people throughout history and I remember standing in front of the marble mausoleum of Galileo and I remember just standing there and just thinking to myself oh my god you know in society he was considered a heretic but the you know the information that he brought forward was really valid information but a lot of these people were willing to die for their for their convictions and you look at you know Copernicus and all these other different people that I mean, we still have flat earth society today of people who are close to a million people who still believe that the earth is flat. So that's, you know, a, a form of, of that. But every culture ends up having these people who follow the rules. They follow the line that they're given. They're, they follow whatever their family line wants them to, or they have, you know, the vicarious in the United States, you've got the, you know, the super alpha male dad who has the son who he says, yeah, you know, and he grows up he's going to be a football player and yeah he's going to be a good tight end on this team etc but then that little kid doesn't want to play football he's a painter you know he wants to do ballet whatever i mean i remember seeing uh rudolf nuriev doing swan lake and anybody want to talk about you know ballet being a sissy type of thing if you watch someone like rudolf nuriev flying around and doing grand jetés all over the stage I mean, that guy was like a miracle worker, the, what he could do, Barishnikov and all those type of people. So again, it's like, I think a lot of the, the finding your purpose is just finding what turns you on as a human being, what allows you to make time go by so quickly that it's not work. It's literally enjoyable, like kind of like, if you're in alignment with your purpose and your passion, you never work a day in your life. It's when you're in a job that you absolutely hate and you do not like the people that you're working with that is a big clue, get out. This isn't the place you're supposed to be. But for a lot of people, it's like, yes, but my parents, but my family, but my society, but my community, but my church, but my this, but my that, they require that I do this. And so you have a lot of people that Oscar Wilde used to say that a lot of people are running around with, you know, the quiet, um, you know, scream within you where people are running around feeling like, you know, their lives don't matter because they're wanting to scream out there, hey, I'm trying to find my purpose, but everybody wants to do everything the same old, same old, same old, and it's boring. So it's breaking out of that. But then once you've broken out, what are you going to do? So a lot of people, they're not willing to find out what's going to happen. So instead they just 
do the same thing over and over and over again and again expect different results yeah and i, I think if you think back uh, to a lot of people in history that have been the uh, on the outskirts and kind of the groundbreakers and we look back back then they were you know the renegades and the revolutionaries and the heretics and what have you we look at back at them from our perspective and they're like the normal ones right uh so i think as you say a lot of times it's that awakening and it's when we have the uh, if if it's not something that we've kind of grown uh, carried with us since we were children uh, and we have that sudden awakening that of our purpose then it becomes so strong right and you really cannot avoid it and you can't it's always there and it's it comes on so impactful that it really changes everything in your life well, i'm having so much fun in this conversation it's making me so happy um you said something that really stuck with me what makes you look for your purpose and I think um, obviously for everybody, it's different. And um, I think it surprises people from all over the world when we have similar experiences. Cause you're like, how'd you know I needed to hear that? Um, <laughs> and for me, uh, what made me look for my purpose and this is gonna sound maybe weird. Um, I think that you need to be all the way down. I think you need to be maybe kicked in the face or something needs to happen to where you are physically like at your bottom rack, because I think that is the place where you truly choose to change and that you can create the courage to maybe get there. Because something that came up for me while you were talking about that was, um, where you were, you were talking about being at the bottom and being at peace with that. And that normally is the only time that we have to really reflect on like, hey, am I really happy? Is this really what I want? Because I don't think that just like one day out of the blue, you're like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm not fulfilled. Like, we know, <laughs> we know that it's not like fully in there. But I think it takes really um, sitting down and acknowledging um, what fulfillment feels like what that definition is for you, what that truly means to you. Because I think that just like Barbie was saying, it's so easy to be at the bottom when you're crying, when you're not talking to anybody, when everybody's judging you for whatever just happened in your life. And you're like, okay, I could just go back and then people are still going to judge me anyway. But for me specifically, I feel like when I was a kid, I really um, started to kind of like pull back from myself. And I was like, no, like, don't let anyone else see who you really are, Elise, because that's not okay. You're too much. So when I finally got back down on my bottom peg and I was sitting there having no idea what to do, I wasn't like, okay, what's going to fulfill me? I was wondering why, from the very beginning, why I'd never been fulfilled in the first place. Yeah. I don't even think that I knew what fulfillment felt like or what it meant. Yeah. Um, and I think enjoying that moment that you have in that when there's nothing, when you have no idea what's going on, no idea what to do, that is the time that you can create those definitions and have the time to do something new and different um, and be extraordinary. Well, it's being able to strip away oh, oh being grateful for the opportunity to have everything stripped away around you 
that you realize that you already have all that you need and that all you need to do now is to pursue what really uh, energizes you, right? So it's being at that at the, the rock bottom that you start seeing this blank canvas in front of you. All you, these programmings, all the conditionings, all the identities are just uh, being peeled away from you so that you get an opportunity to express yourself in the authentic way that you want, that really fulfills the desire that you hold deep within. Well, in uh, my case, I think understanding what purpose means was like the, the whole thing. Um, I was lucky enough or blessed enough to met an old person when I was uh, a kid. And um, uh, I asked him because, you know, I said, do I have to find a purpose? It's like you need to recognize your purpose, right? It's already within you. You just need to recognize it so don't go looking around <laughs> your purpose but leave as is if you have purpose right and he said one easy way is just think about um he said as you go through life and find your and and, and recognize your purpose um think about love as your purpose right now Right. So and love in the challenging way. So it's not love as in and I was just a kid. I didn't really understand what he was really saying. I don't remember all the words he said, but we we spoke for a while. So I knew that my purpose was not my job. Right. Or, you know, my school, my whatever. I knew that. Right. But it should align with my purpose. I knew that the things that I was doing in the moment had to align with my purpose. So having that sense of destination, but at the same time, knowing the importance of leaving that moment with, a, with, with some sort of meaning, right? And so I attach those two things, you know, the purpose and the meaning, purpose as in for the others and meaning as for me, right? So. It, it, it wasn't easy to formulate the purpose, right? And, and that was hard for me, right? But at least I was, I was, I was grateful for that person who, who, who showed me that it was every, every moment, every choice, what was part of it for me was a relief of not getting lost, right? So, so I think that is very important for for every kid, for 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 the young people to know as well, because then you don't feel lost most of the time. There are moments of <laughs> when you feel completely lost, of course, but at least there's a sense there, sense of destination and the sense of being that brings you back to the purpose. No, I think that's very. Uh... Uh, very poignant, Jersey, and it's the awakening of the purpose that exists within you that is the challenging bit. Um, I think it, and it, also not attaching to, you know, someone once told me that 
everything that uh, glistens in the sun is not gold. Uh, so, you know, it took me probably about four or five, uh, about four years to figure, have some semblance of recognition as to what my purpose was, right? And, but not attaching to what the final outcome of that purpose is, I think for me has been very important. And just for, so why done, why I've done as I hinted to earlier is, you know, I established a, a a massive transformative purpose in my life, which is to empower others to, or empower humanity to prioritize uh, purpose. Now, that's a big task, right? That's a big honking goal to set in life. Uh, humanity is a lot of people, uh, and we're not getting any fewer. So, uh, and there's a lot of pig-headed people out there. So, uh, you know, I have my task ahead of me. Uh, but the point there is that it doesn't really matter if I get to that goal. It's the steps I take along the way that lead to towards that goal, that drive me towards that goal, that then be, uh, I'm passionate about, that will lead to my purpose. And that's part of, you know, mm -hmm. so today it might be talking on this podcast, and then tomorrow it might be, mean doing something else. So you create this variety that all feed into the same, uh, same, same purpose in your life. And you can be passionate about every single step of the way, and they can be vastly different. Uh, why do we need uh, purpose in the first place? So somewhere I look at it, uh, purpose is giving away your gift to the humanity or to others. Uh, so recognizing your gift, you know, that is the very true nature of every individual on this planet Earth. Uh, we, all, we all talk about uniqueness, you know, everyone is special, everyone is unique. So this uniqueness is you know, where the greatness of every single individual person is hidden. And we all have one life, you know, we all have this amazing opportunity to connect with who, like me, I do have this opportunity to connect with the real me, you know, the very true nature of mine. The moment I connect with that, it is freedom. You know, I'm no more required to be someone else. I'm no required to uh, be hindered or defined by beliefs, rules, societal, whatever. So somewhere this purpose aligns me with my gift. And once I'm aligned with my gift, it's so infinitely present that it's, uh, its worth is in, uh, you know, in sharing and giving it away. So somewhere for me, purpose, finding it becomes important from this point of view, you know? Yeah, and it's that alignment of, if you look at the um, uh, Hinduism and the Vedic tradition, you talk about the uh, kosas, right? Which is uh, the different bodies uh, that you have. And it's, you know, your physical body, you might feel that you want to do something, uh, whereas your mental body, you might have a totally different uh perspective and it's bringing all of these into alignment with each other that you can then use that 
that drive and power uh, to ignite that passion to, uh, to find your purpose. Um, and I, I firmly believe that purpose is found or you, you awaken that purpose uh, or the understanding of your purpose through your passion. So looking at, uh, oftentimes when I work with my clients, I will recommend them. Look at when you were between uh, kind of five and 10 years or 12 years old, uh, what did you like doing? What were your aspirations? What were your ideas of what you wanted to become? You know, so in my case, you know, I wanted to become an art director or architect was another thing. So, you know, I, even though I didn't have the artistic ability, you know, I, I wasn't very good drawer or painter, or what have you. Uh, I was good at photography and stuff like that. But actually today I am, I enjoy doing graphic artistry. I enjoy, uh, you know, designing websites and all of that kind of stuff. So I've kind of brought that with me and an understanding of where that came from and how I was able to then apply that in my life. Um, you know, also going back to when I was a teenager, you know, people used to laugh about strangers who come up to me and, and share their secrets or share their problems and expect me to help them out. I was like, why? <laughs> I can't help you. Uh, but that then also comes up to today, you know, it's, it's uh, stepping in to be able to, you know, coach people and uh, work as a hypnotherapist and to help people uh, in their process. And uh, like Rohit was saying, it's, you know, whether it's showing up being of service to humanity. Now, whether that is for you to create beautiful art or to create poetry or write books or, um, you know, actively physically help people as a nurse and a doctor or healer, whatever it is, it is something that is there to help uh, humanity evolve and move in, move to the next step as it were. Uh, it could be that you're an antagonist. Perhaps that's your purpose in life to show up and, and, mirror to people what triggers them and then that allows them to find aspects and reveal aspects about themselves that will help them heal so you know just because you're uh, not that you choose to become an antagonist but perhaps that is your purpose for one part of your life at least and that then becomes your servitude to humanity and also you know we have this idea that greatness is equals grandeur. You know, greatness could be to help one person. And that's that's great, that, that's you know, greatness all in itself. If you show up and you're a service to one person, I mean the these wonderful people that you know end up being carers uh, for a relative or uh, their children uh, throughout life. And that's perhaps their purpose in life, is to show up and be of service to that one person. And that's greatness all of in itself. So greatness doesn't always need to equal grandeur. So now, you know, in terms of uh, just looking at how to find one's purpose, uh, I'll come to you in a second, at least. Uh, but the, you know, moving through the fog, 
if you don't want to hit rock bottom and you actually want to take some steps, which I, I wouldn't suggest because it's kind of painful at uh, rock bottom. But, so if you don't need to do that, then, uh, you know, let, work your way through the fog and you can actually start working your way towards it. So, you know, working on your core wounding, you know, critically evaluate your core beliefs and expose your uh, conditionings or your preconditionings uh, the, or the conditionings that come from uh, society around you, your parents, your friends, you know, what doesn't resonate with you any longer, you know, peel it away, you know, start questioning and, and uh, really expose it to yourself and shift your perspective on life. You know, what's important to you in life? Is it really getting that huge house? Because when you're in that huge house, you need to realize there's a lot of maintenance and all of that good stuff that comes with it. So perhaps, you know, having a house is enough for you. So understanding the, the desires you have and what they actually mean to you. Why do you actually have these desires? What is, and understanding, you know, what is my passion? If I can scale down things in my life, that will then give me opportunity and more time to pursue these things that I don't have time for now because I, I'm bogged down with, you know, a big house and commitments and uh, all of these different things. Now, from my point of view, I've been, I've moved country about five times, I think. And it's like every time we move or every time we've moved, you know, we will release all the commitments in terms of mobile phone contracts and rental contracts or mortgages and what have you. And I will say every time it was every time you kind of dropped off those keys and you got in the car to either to drive somewhere or drive to the airport or whatever it was, such a sense of relief, right? Such a, such a sense of just taking that heavy lead uh, mantle and just dropping it on the floor and just feeling the lightness of no commitments. And that, from that perspective, if you can step into a semblance of that, that then opens up the opportunity for you to explore all of these aspects that you, you've missed before because you are so inundated and bogged down by all of these different commitments. That means that doesn't, of course, doesn't mean that you're shirking your commitments. If you have commitments, you meet them, right? But being able to see yourself in, perhaps you step into in meditation, step into that perspective of, if I don't have these commitments, what would I do? You know, if I, and this is something we'll talk about in psychotherapy a lot as a tool, you know, if I had a magic pill, Tomorrow morning, I woke up and I could be and do anything I wanted. What would that be? Now, a lot of people, <laughs> at least for myself, when I got that question, it's like, I don't know. Never thought about it. But when you sit down and think about it, and you suddenly have the opportunity to really step into that greatness, it's like, what the heck? What, what can I actually do this? Uh, do I dare do this? Oh, what, you know, all of these insecurities, all these fears are going to play, start playing in. And it's like, 
you start working through it and start understanding what the fears that are within you that trigger you and actually hold you back. So listen to the, the chatter you have going on within yourself when you sit with that question. If I had no limitations when I woke up tomorrow, what would I do? What would I become? Who would I be? And then listen to all the, the onslaught of the fears and all the back chatter that comes through. And that will then teach you a lot about yourself in terms of uh, what has been holding you back thus far. And you can start working on that. So it is shifting that perspective on life. And one book I can recommend you is uh, Sacred Choices by Crystal Nani. And that's N-A-N-I. And the crystal with a K, I think it is. But it's uh, Sacred Choices. And it really is a book about saying that, you know, just because society tells you that it has to be this way, it's, it's still safe for you to pursue what you're meant to pursue, right? Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, you just very much... Uh... I have like a question, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so you made a comment about instead of hitting rock bottom, having more awareness to be able to see the difference between, um, I guess, our why. Because so personally for me, the reason my why is so important and the reason it's really stuck with me over all of this time is because it was such a big moment in my life. Mm -hmm. My grandparents were in their very, very early 50s when they got diagnosed with early onset dementia um, and they both got Alzheimer's at the same time. And my brother and I stopped our lives to go take care of them and really experiencing the people that you've had the longest memory of and seeing I guess like the real question of purpose and why and all of that awareness truly coming to me. I'm wondering if my next step of my life, when I get another um, sense of awareness, if I can do that and hold a why without that gravitation of rock bottom, I guess I just, uh, I'm looking for a different explanation. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it sounds like you, you are one of those wonderful people I was describing before that shows up and, uh, uh, step in and uh you know care for someone else uh, to the essentially to the detriment of yourself in many ways because you're sacrificing um essentially the only time that uh, the only thing that we don't have an abundance of which is time um, but at the same time realizing that that is valuable to you because you you get to spend all that time with those people that you love and being able to see that as a, a moment in your life that you then cherish cherish having had that time, right? Uh, so thank you for that. That's uh, beautiful, Elise. Thank you. Um, so from the perspective of moving into awareness without hitting rock bottom, it's a choice at the end of the day. And I, you know, I, I can recognize today after being aware of my, or being self-aware and having looked at my own history, you know, there were moments in time that I was meant to have awareness and not having to go down the, the, the very steep uh, 
proverbial uh, staircase and uh, hit myself on every bloody step I was <laughs> tumbling down, right? Um, so the there are moments in life that, and it's having the courage to recognize that. Not clearly, I didn't have the courage. You know, I my conditioning growing up, you know, was very much that, you know, you've, uh, kids are seen but not heard and you know you don't show your emotions you, oh stop being so sensitive you know all of these different things that, that you, know, you get conditioned as a child and that then you stay in the shadows as well you know so the whole idea of stepping into something that is purely my own uh, was really not in the cards for me until you know, the universe came along and smacked me down and said, uh, time to wake up, dude. Um, so, okay, let's do that then. All right, I have no choice now. Uh, well, there's always a choice, but I suppose once you see that aspect of it, you rarely go back. Um, once you kind of awaken to your, to your own purpose, you rarely uh, go back to sleep again, as it were. So, yes, there is that ability to find that awareness uh, i think it's very rare that someone does that by their own volition i think it's quite it's more common that people hit rock bottom or they they kind of go into this um super expanse of fear if you take people that uh, you know awaken to the the, the ills that we're causing here in the world uh, whether that being through you know uh, by the course of war or by the course of uh, ecological or environmental destruction, whatever it is, someone that moves into a state of fear that becomes so overwhelming that they can't do anything but to take action to uh, help uh, rescue that situation. And then that becomes their journey in terms of uh, working with their core wounding and their, uh, their fears and all of that. Um, so no, it's, I think if you can look at your life from a, if you can shift your perspective on life quite naturally, then absolutely, you know, it's that daring to question yourself, daring to question your surroundings, daring to really explore your belief system, uh, you know, your beliefs in, in life and humanity and you know whatever it is and it's being able to have the courage to do that then absolutely you can sit down and you can say well you know what this doesn't work for me no longer i'm gonna do this now right or all right well i have this job i need obviously need to make money or i've hit um but i want to become an author so start writing you know start writing in evenings weekends whenever right doesn't mean that you have to quit your job. You can do that at the same time. It's taking the small steps, right? So I have clients that are stuck in their jobs as they feel, and it becomes a revelation to them when I share with them that, you know what? Do you, is this really something you have to do for the rest of your life? And when they realize that it's their choice, it's up to them, 
it becomes such, it's like I've told them that water is necessity of life. You know, it's, it becomes such a revelation to them. And it's because no one has ever told them before that they are free to do whatever they want. And it's having that understanding that you are free to explore your own authenticity and ex pursue your own passion and your own purpose that then becomes uh, part of that journey to release uh, the, the passions and the purpose within you. And I think really important to evolving on our, our intuition because the, the, it's going to be the intuition that is going to give you the guidance to show you where your purpose lies and when to take action towards that. Because it's going, there is going to be a moment that, that you come to that is going to say, Okay, now it's time to release the past and move into the future. And that's really when you're going to need that courage and that moving into stepping into your greatness as a work, because that's when you're making the shift, right? And there is going to be a moment that you release the energies in order to make place for the new energies to come in. And if uh, if you don't have your intuition, a relationship with your intuition and your guidance, um, that you might take action on that that too early, or it might be later than it should have been, and then perhaps you end up having another Kensha moment um, where you kind of get smacked about again because it's like, come on, get moving already, right? So develop that. I, uh, the relationship with the guidance and intuition is really important because then you can start putting the puzzle pieces together. And as Barbie was talking about before, that you, then you can move into the, uh, the flow state and you can discover the flow state and understand what it feels to be in flow. Now, if you can look back into your life and see a time when you were in flow, where you know time just kind of disappeared around you and you just focused on this one thing and you know four hours go by and it felt like felt like 10 minutes then you're on the right track because that's how it's supposed to feel right so you know move discover your flow state is really key as well um, you know try out some massive transformative purposes also, I can remember the oh, recommend the book Ikigai in terms of finding a purpose because that can help you create a system around um, for you to look at different aspects that could be your purpose. And it's really about taking a flashlight and looking within yourself to discover that what your purpose is. Because uh, I think it was Jesse who was saying before that you know the purpose is always within you. Absolutely. It always exists. It always exists there. Everything that ever existed for you and ever will exist for you exists within you. You just have to look it up. You might need a need a flashlight, as it were. But you know, try out different massive transformative purposes. Try out different passions. You know. So on my journey, you know, I've tried. I've done mediumship, I've done Reiki, I've done, uh, you know, coaching, I've done hypnotherapy, I've done all of these different things to try and figure out what my passion and purpose was. 
little did I understand that it was all of them together that were going to come together and become my purpose, right? So it's if you know to follow your intuition and take those little steps and try different things that you feel called upon to try, then perhaps the collective of them eventually becomes your purpose and your, uh, your passion. No, thank you. That, that, was a, that was a really nice share. Um, just one question in terms of, you mentioned the intuition and the flow state, and then obviously if there's not so much clarity, you can try various big purposes and maybe come together. But in terms of that clarity and intuition uh, of intuition, I know maybe that's a, this is a whole different seminar or topic, but how does that actually, how do you get that such clarity in terms of that guidance? Um, clear out the cobwebs and um, yeah, really get to know your baseline as it were. Um, so I, uh, for example, I run a uh, psychometry practice every week uh, for a group of people and, you know, it's, even though we're playing around with con or the practice of, you know, tapping into energy of some, uh, some, uh, some object, it's really about becoming fully aware of your body's experiences as they, as they occur in terms of your sensation, your body sensations, your emotions, your thoughts, uh, and observing yourself from the perspective of your awareness that will then allow you to, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, know your baseline for all your different bodies. So for your energetic body, your uh, mental body, your physical body, and your uh, soul body. Now, you, when you get a little further, I suppose, and it also depends on your belief system, add to that the astral body. Um, but when you know the baseline, then you also know when there's changes to it. So it might not only be your intuition, it might be guidance or something else coming in. Any energy that comes in and changes the baseline, you then become aware of. And that's a practice. And I found that one of the best ways of doing this is to clear your energy as it is. You know, if you have a lot of fear and anger and bitterness and shame and guilt and all of this in your energy, that's going to create or be, be, be part of what creates the fog around you. So if you can work through all of these aspects within yourself, and my, the, the process I've devised for myself is to work through all my different experiences with compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and gratitude. And I can work that into every new experience I come up against. Then that allows me to observe any emotions that come up and I don't need to attach to them, right? I can observe them and I can recognize and acknowledge them. And then also be observant of the thoughts that are perpetuated by the emotion as it comes up. So I can release the emotion and then I can shift my thinking into, oh, interesting. Instead of thinking, you know, uh, if it's anger that comes up, oh, I'm so angry about this and this. And, you know, then go into perpetuating that emotion because now my thought process is, 
creating the feeling of anger in my body. So it becomes a vicious circle, right? Now I break that by observing the experience as opposed to engaging with the experience. So my thoughts now, I can choose my thoughts because you know you can't choose your emotions. You can choose your thoughts, your words, your actions. So I can now think, hmm, I wonder where that thought came or where that emotion come from. And what is that emotion? Oh, it's it's uh, light anger. Or it's, oh, it's a little bit of bitterness in there. Oh, that's interesting. Where does that come from? Where does that originate from? Now, there's a couple of things that you, you gain from this. A, you're not engaging with this, so you can release it. You know, anger can only exist physically in your body without you holding on to it for 90 seconds. So it comes up, you look at it, gone, right? So the the way, you know, especially my kids, because they're, they can certainly <laughs> aggravate me from time to time. And I can notice myself and I, when I'm, I'm holding on to the anger and then I, I suddenly just go, well, it doesn't mean that I love my children any less. And why am I wasting all this time now being angry when I could actually show them love and show that, you know, yes, I don't, don't need to... Ex- don't need to have that as part of, you know, the, uh, that it's okay to do what they did, whatever it may have been, uh, but to just say, okay, well, we know that's not good. So now let's look at, at how we can do this differently and just step into, you know, showing them love and compassion and, and acceptance for their journey and, you know, it'll take three seconds and my anger is gone, right? So if you can re- continuously release that, then you leave more space for you to recognize the, those feelings that come in, right? And the, the intuition and the guidance. Now, ad- additionally to that, every time you experience an emotion, you build up your uh, emotional intelligence which makes you more compassionate because you can now recognize their emotion with other people. Now, when you connect with other people, you, you, you become compassionate with other people. You can then connect with that purpose because you now start to work with others. You understand, start to understand that service to others. So it feeds into itself, right? So the more you clear out of yourself, the better you can then tap into um, your own purpose. Does that make sense, Omar? No, thank you. That was great. Thank you so much. All right, sure. Um, So, yeah, um, and it's further to what I was saying before, you know, never settle. Never settle with where you're at. It doesn't mean that you need to jump from thing to thing, but accept that, you know, perhaps what I'm doing now is not going to last forever. Like Barbie always says, you know, uh, people and things come up, uh, come around for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, right? So being an acceptance of that can then allow you to either, you know, continue what you're doing for the rest of your life 
But if you're not going to do that, you're not attached to the outcome. You're allowing yourself to deviate from that uh, while still maintaining your commitments, right? So it's very fine balance between being uh, flaky and to being rigid. And it's finding that balance that is uh, really key there. Um, you know, having patience and trust, trusting that you have that purpose within you and the patience to find it and the patience to discover things along the way until you actually do find it and gain skills study you know like i was saying before i've done all these different things and they've all led into where i am today and trusting that you know where you are at is exactly where you're supposed to be so sitting down and saying oh i wish i didn't do that oh i wish i didn't waste time on that you know that's not going to help you because you've done it and it's brought you to where you are today so you are perfectly situated where you are right now you are exactly where you're meant to be you know if you were somewhere else that would be someone else's lifeline or lifetime right so finding that acceptance and just bring what bring what you brought with you to the the point where you're at and look at that and see how you can uh, empower that and how you can use that for your passion and your purpose or you can there are clues in everything that we do because you know i'm not just going to run off and go and search for gold in in the Alaska or something, if there wasn't a purpose to that. I haven't done that yet, so <laughs> I'm not saying that's not something that's going to happen. But the, the, there is always something that drives us to do something or to make a choice about something. Now, whether that is because we're running away from something or we're running towards something, or because we have had an experience that led us to make a choice in a certain direction, that is something we have to discover within ourselves. And that is part of the reason it's so important to know ourselves and discover our own self-awareness and know that baseline within ourselves so that we can say, you know what? This feels like I'm running away from something. What is it that I'm running away from? And to understand that, okay, if I am running away from something, is this the right decision to make at this time? It might very well be that I should be doing this uh, three months from now after I figure out what it is I'm trying to run away from. Because when I do that, I'm going to move into with uh, uh, with a healthy mind and a healthy soul and a healthy purpose. Uh, so, yeah. Meditation is really key here, and it's exploring your experiences in meditation. Or if you do dream work, if you do lucid dreaming, do it in that. But it's exploring your experiences and looking at them from the perspective, as I said before, my or the, the process I use is you know, compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and gratitude. And look at it from those perspectives, because then you can clear out all the heavy, gunky energies or emotions from it. And you can then 
move into clarity. And it's really clarity that we're looking to gain here, to find our purpose or to realize our purpose that we hold inside. Because if we don't have that clarity, we are in that fog that I talked about before. So, you know, if you, so the reason I am, I'm really passionate about purpose is that if we don't connect with purpose on an individual basis, we don't connect with purpose as a humanity, and then we are going to not be able to move into the next evolutionary step. We aren't going to evolve, you know, as humanity, everything is a fractal, right? So if you look at humanity, it has the same bloody problems that you do as an individual. You know, humanity has its own core wounding. Humanity has, you know, all the, the uh, gunky energies that we have as individuals. So in order for us to um, have self-awareness as a collective, as, a, as humanity, we need to, as individuals, step into our purpose. We need to gain that clarity as an individual because you can't go out and force others to do it. You have to do it for yourself and show up as a role model, role model to your community. And that way they can look at you and go, huh, that's friggin' awesome. How's she done that? How's, she, how's she, he done that? And then they will come and engage with you and say, huh. You look different. You, you feel different. What have you done? Well, just did some soul searching, you know, and doesn't have to be any religious or spiritual connotation with it. Just show up as a bloody role model and people respond to it, right? So if you pursue your passion and your purpose, then people around you are going to say, well, you know what? Screw this job. <laughs> Never served me anyway, so I'm going to do what Rohit's doing or at least doing, you know. I'm going to pursue my purpose. So, and that's how we're going to be able to allow humanity to then take the next evolutionary step, right? So, and it is, you know, dare to step into your greatness. And, you know, as Barbie always says, again, I quote Barbie, but uh, if not you, then who? So know that you're destined for greatness, but possibly not grandeur. Whatever your greatness is, accept it and be grateful for it. Well, thank you everybody for showing up and uh, hanging in there and uh, sharing uh, your stories and uh, thoughts and insights. It's been a great talk. I appreciate it. So uh, we'll talk to you later. See you later. Have a good one. Bye. To me, finding my purpose uh, in the beginning was uh, one of the most challenging parts of the uh, the journey because you move into this idea that your purpose is going to be uh, fully present and visible right in front of you but eventually I came to realize in my experience anyway that it's you, you realize it little by little and uh, piecemeal so you find one part of your purpose and that is you can perceive that at that moment oh this is my purpose but then you find another piece and it's only when you look back that you can realize and understand the grander purpose of uh, your life. And I think also it's equally important to understand that 
someone's purpose in life might not very well be to raise a family and not necessarily to go out and have millions of followers and uh, what have you. Um, so the impact uh, from our perspective as humans uh, will differ greatly between one person's purpose to the next person's purpose. And they're equally valid, of course. One of our specialties here at uh, the Alchemy Experience uh, is to help people find and empower people to prioritize their own purpose. So uh, if you feel that this is a journey that you want to explore, uh, please visit us at thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, click on the link to uh, get a 30-minute free consultation. So we look forward to seeing you there. If not, we'll see you here next week at the Alchemy Experience podcast. Have a great time in the meanwhile and take care.